Howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. That is right. And we are jumping back into the May Basho. We're going to talk about the last few days of the May Basho. Super, super exciting. We're going to break down what happened, what we loved about it, who won the awards, all of that kind of stuff. But first... Pew, pew, pew. We need to talk about some bingo, y'all. That's right. We had 472 people Whoa. playing bingo this time. That's a lot of people. That is. And we have some really great winners. Our first bingo that came in was actually a makikoshi bingo. That's right. And this came from Janelle. 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 Congrats, Janelle. That's right. Janelle in Michigan. Let me tell you a little bit about Janelle. First of all, she says, thank you for hosting Sumo Bingo. I have been playing Sumo Bingo for over a year now with my boyfriend and his sister, and it is exciting to finally win. <laughs> I got into watching Sumo with my boyfriend back in 2021, and we have been emailing this boyfriend, and he's been like, yeah, I've been trying to get her into it, and, yeah. <laughs> and it worked. And it worked. <laughs> Ever since then, it's been exciting to keep up with all the ups and downs of the sport, and our favorite, Rikishi. He's a big supporter of Kiribayama since I day mean, one, and I love Ura. I mean... That makes sense. Right? I mean, both lovable characters. <gasps> yes. But listen to this. We're hoping to visit Japan next year to not only travel around the countryside... But to also get to see sumo live, so we are sending sum we're helping to send sumo people to Japan. How cool is that? How Absolutely cool is that? Absolutely cool. She says I've been studying Japanese off and on. Okay, so maybe it's not all us. She has been studying Japanese off and on since high school. Uh, she's looking forward to taking the N two level, the second highest level Japanese language proficiency test this year in preparation for the trip. My boyfriend also started studying Japanese this year and is hoping to take the N5 test at the same time. We're hoping this will help us navigate around Japan as we search for delicious food and maybe even try to track down autographs from some rikishi. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it? Congratulations, Janelle. That's right. And we're going to put a package together for you. We'll send it on its way this week. So That's be right. on the lookout for it next week. You know, as I was checking a lot of bingos, we had some people who were like, long time bingo player, first time bingo. Yep. And I was just like... That's awesome. People just keep practicing, working on their bingo fundamentals, and right. sooner or later, the results will show up. Yeah. You have to keep getting up very early That's right. to practice your bingo daily. That's right. But the results and your, will come. your reflexes as well. Well, here is our Kachi Koshi winner. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Guy has won before. Yeah. Y'all, there are this some This is like very, Yokozuna level. Yeah. There are some very lucky bingo players out yeah. there. To win once is really difficult, but to win twice? Yeah. And when I looked at this card, I was like, this card is... Like, he had to know from the beginning that... <laughs> This was a winning card. And it was like card number 54 or something like that, as I recall. Yeah, I don't Sometimes remember. I do look up the numbers because I wonder, okay, is, did he get this early in the game or late yeah, in the game? but it was like Tadanafuji and like, I felt like it was like a all Sanyaku wrestlers. So I was <laughs> and like, Hokuseho, and right? Hokuseho. <laughs> So it was a pretty stacked card. So sometimes just look at the draw and sometimes it's fundamentals. Anyway, Guy Van Balen writes... We're lucky to live on the east coast of Australia because we're so close to the time difference uh, with Tokyo, so they can watch sumo while preparing dinner. Wouldn't that be amazing? I know. In winter now, because it's winter down there, it's all over by 7 p.m. Very civilized. Wow. I cannot. <laughs> Y'all, we watch sumo in the morning. I do. I watch it in the morning, like first thing. Well, because it's like. The Makuchi is like three o'clock in the morning for us. Yeah. So we can't watch it live unless we're feeling really crazy. Guy and I believe his wife, they have bingo cards and Sharpies on the ready on at the dinner table. <laughs> and then they just tick and cross along with Murray as he calls the shots. So sadly, their new puppy hates certain types of music. So the beginning of presentations on the Senshiraku, we have to chuck him outside because I like to turn up the Japanese national anthem oh. really loud, which... <laughs> confuses the neighbors they probably think they're mad anyway uh they went to japan in march 2018 spent an afternoon at the edion 
arena. And from his memory, this was Tochinyoshin's heyday. He must have been like defending champion or just starting his Ozeki run around that time. And says now, sad to see the big fella go, but his knees like Tenen of Fuji and Takakesha possibly must be minced meat and rubber bands by now. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, we hope not. So their 2020 return trip to Tokyo got canceled by the pandemic, but they're seeing airfare starting to drop. So they're getting very close to going back and booking another trip. That's too. And this time they'd like to spend a whole day at the Kokugikan watching the lower divisions buy all the food, all the souvenir towels. They can carry a poster of Terano Fuji that we sent last year to them hangs with pride on the back of a bathroom door, uh, <laughs> back of the Dunny door in Australian. Bit of a tradition. And I hope to bring a bunch more posters home with me soon. So uh, thanks again. Loves playing bingo. Absolutely tons of fun. All my workmates think I'm crazy, but I'm trying to convince them that it's not. Yeah. So thank you for playing, Guy. Congratulations. And we will send your prize in the mail, which will probably take this jar of jam, probably take a good solid two months to get to you, <laughs> knowing with costumes. Yeah. I don't know what happens as it goes across the ocean. They are just like this gooey substance from somewhere else. It has to go through the bomb sniffing squad and everything. So who knows when you'll get it, but you will get it. I just made some blackberry raspberry or some strawberry lavender the other day. Yeah. So we've got a couple of choices to, to pick to send from. You. I'm intrigued by the placement of that Terra Fuji poster. Well, they said would it's the back of a dunny door. Yeah. Would you choose to put it in the bathroom? Well, that's where you spend a lot of time. Sitting. Just staring, staring. at a wall. It you actually makes perfect sense. Just stare. At Terana Fuji staring back at you. It right. is a beauty of a poster. Right. I remember that poster. And it's a meditative space. And yeah. you have nothing to do other than think of the grandness of him. And you are squatting. Right? Right. So it's it makes sense. It gives you the good the power of Terana Fuji. Good feeling of what it would through. look like if you were sitting opposite Terana Fuji in a squat. <laughs> exactly. Same feeling. <laughs> Very same Just feeling. wanting to, oh man. But congratulations to our other winners. We do have second place lottery winners and they... We have a lot of them. We're going to choose our three winners from the list today. I just checked our email. We still had a couple of bingos that came in this morning. Wow. So we always want to wait at least 24 hours for, for the people, slow pokes. Yeah, for the people who are who are like taking their time to watch the last few days of the Bosch show. We see you out there. It's okay. And we want to include you in our game. So we will pick those last three winners and email those of you whom we pick. And thank you, those of you who were in Japan, sending videos yeah. And photos of yourself right. in the audience and of the sumo wrestlers, like watching this thing live. That pleases me to no end. Thank you so, so much for including us. You know that we would be just so thrilled to be sitting next to you. Yes. And thank you all to our new donors. We had some donations come in and we really appreciate it. It goes towards things like shipping jam all the way to Australia yes. and our our upkeep of our website and all that. So thank you very much yes, thank for you. listening and donating. Thank you, Little Miss Sumo. Thank you, Carl Smith. Thank you, you mystery Ko-Fi supporters that don't even tell us who you are, but just like the Easter Bunny, just swoop in and leave us money. Thank you, Thomas, Justine, M, M, and D. Thank you, Joe Swift, Kurt, Terra Terra 44. Um, and big, huge thank yous to those of you who support us monthly. I am still amazed that y'all do that. We love you for it. Dr. KVC, my Jessica, Annie, Scott, Rod, Carol, Dan, and Caroline. You are Yokozuna level supporters yes. for us. Thank we, you. We also got one of our bingo players sent in a bingo-related poem. And I would like to share it with you all. For all of you who won but may not have gotten a prize, you're still winners in our hearts, but I'd like to present this sumo bingo poem. This is from Gabriel. A hard-won bingo I present to you. Thanks first and foremost to Hoshore you, but also to lads who put on a show, Hirado Umi and Ono Show. Since bingos are five, I still must say, the name's Kotoeko and Meisei. The former had me in great suspense. He dispatched Ryudin last and spared no expense. Meisei had impressed me from week one and stayed strong until the basho was done. Below is my bingo card. I hope I'm not last. 
I've written this rhyme. The die now is cast. It was Gabriel. You win as far as bingo poems. Gabriel, I will send you something in the mail. If you email us again and you give us your address, I'm going to send you something in the mail for that poem. That was beautiful. It rhymed. It was timely. It was all about your bingo card. Well, Gabriel touched on a number of of themes, but I, as far as news goes, I can't really say too much news because it gives away but I will say this is an interesting tidbit this is kind of all I can give you without spoiling the rest of the breakdown of Basho highlights but mark your calendars everyone because a new event is going to be happening in Nagoya this summer a mystery new event no it's not a mystery Oh, it's controversial Oh, I will say that it is planned by, I think, an Oyakata who's in charge of PR and marketing within the JSA. It's a, it's a, somebody, somebody who used to be a Ozeki or some, some big wig, but he plans out Jello wrestling. all of the events. Mud no, wrestling. No, it's called the belly touching event. <laughs> okay, I like the sound of this. <laughs> so basically, what's going to happen is it, it was inspired by the idea like everyone lines up because they want a high five, right? They want to touch. The wrestlers yeah. as they go down the Hanamichi. And uh, so this guy was like, I got an idea. I think what we're going to do is we're going to line up a bunch of wrestlers and then we're going to have everyone come through and be able to touch their belly. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the most brilliant piece of PR. But ever. it's also a bit controversial because people are like, well, I don't know if everyone really, these wrestlers like are dignified people. I don't know how they feel about a whole bunch of people just coming over and rubbing on their bellies, you know, like what kind of touch, you know? So for the most part, they're all, they're all towing the JSA line, you know, it's all for bringing the sport to wider audiences and giving the fans (laughs) what they want. But there's a couple who are like mixed, you could tell it's like a mixed sort of enthusiasm. But there are going to be five Makauchi wrestlers that will take part in this. Because <laughs> I was like, they'll probably put like the lower down, like Makushita guys, like go touch their bellies. They don't matter. But there is going to be five Makauchi wrestlers and they are yet to be announced. But I'm waiting to see who those oh, lucky five are. Yeah. Who do you think it's going to be? <laughs> is it going to be someone with the belly or without? Like a Koto Echo? A Chiyoshoma? I, I don't know. Maybe they'll do it by by volunteer and then those guys will be like so. i would hope it would be people like chiomaru like favorite bellies to well, assure yeah, you people, people who are big bellies bold and who are like yes <laughs> i am corny i will cheese around with anyone right. who wants right. to and not someone like endo oh or <laughs> kagayaki could you imagine kagayaki kagayaki <laughs> i would feel so hesitant oh my god just approaching he him just with a sour face there. yeah it would be like the most awkward photo <laughs> Cut to, we find out in five days, it's Kagiyaki, it's like Chiyoshoma, Tsurugisho. Actually, I don't know if Tsurugisho has I, he a seems sense kind of humor. jolly. He seems a little jolly. But, but uh, it should be just Chiyomaru. That's it should really, be. That's really the only belly yes. we really care about. But who knows? So that's something I look forward to. I don't want to give away too much about Makauchi, but I will say, if we can take a moment to wrap up what happened in Jurio, sure. is there's so much there's so much movement happening right now and so much excitement oh my gosh these players ochi gonoyama there are so many youngins who are coming up in jurio and they will be making a debut in makuchi next time there's like four open slots with i think retirements and demotions so we're gonna see ochi up there who by the way the fastest uh, three places in history, the flast, the fastest from when he started up to up to Makauchi. He, Ochi, has a new Shikona. And um, that's because it's time he's up in Makauchi, but he is considered the monster of Rewa. He has so much energy and power and he's kind of right on the heels of Hokuseho in the Miyagano uh, stable. So he has so many fans and he crushed it. Yeah, and we'll do spotlights on these guys when the new Banzuke comes out. But it's a big deal, and I think there's just a lot of people going, oh, wow, we've got a lot of people coming into Makauchi that all these guys that are going to be coming into their Ozeki runs, all this excitement, and then we've got this new batch 
of incredible wrestlers that everyone's watching. And so sumo is getting to be very exciting. It's spreading out as far as we've got a lot of players who can do a lot of amazing things. Yeah. All right. Time for the sumo? Yeah. Okay. I would say overall, this Basho was a really exciting one. And it seems like it has been an exciting Basho because Yokozuna is back. We haven't seen him for a while. There's a bit of an Ozeki hole, right? We've got one Ozeki, but he's caught up on. And so there's a big question about what's happening with that. We have four really strong Sekiwakes who are stepping towards Ozeki ship. So there's those stories that are really exciting. And there's these new guys to the division who are talented and who are developing super, super fast. Yes. And I think all of that makes for super exciting tournaments as always we can't talk through all of the great sumo we're just going to mention some here and there the first one that caught my eye on day 11 was oho versus sadanumi and sadanumi showed some real expertise here oho shoved and it was a real back and forth match one was in the driver's seat and then the other one both throwing themselves at their opponent oho came out the winner of this one. And this is when I started to go, it was all the way on day 11. I was starting to like, go, oh, okay. Oh, is having a really great tournament. Seems like he's, he's found some gas here. Okay. The next fight I want to talk about on day 11, Asanoyama versus Meisei. They both grabbed belts. Meisei took a hold of Asanoyama, took him to the edge, but Asanoyama dug in, pushed his hips forward, twisted Meisei's upper body for a Tsukiyotoshi win. It's when you just decide, you know what? I don't need a belt. I'm just going to push him out by <laughs> the shoulders. That's basically what Asanoyama did. And against Meisei, Meisei has been having a really great, great basho, but so has Asanoyama. So I was really interested to see how those two were going to match up. Ura versus Nishikifuji on day 11. I have no idea how Ura evades the edge so many times but he does he's just so flexible yeah so there was this blast from nishiki fuji that blasted ura just completely toward the edge at the tachiai but ura recovered he recovered he brought them both to the center of the ring there was some jostling for for belts there was sort of a, a bit of a breather in the center as both of them reset then there was like the shifting and lifting battle where each one was trying to pull the other one up. Nishikigi, sorry, Nishikifuji. It is so confusing, y'all. I know. Oh, oho Onosho, Nishikifuji, Nishikigi. Oh, to say nothing of the Waka brothers, right? Okay, Nishikifuji got Ura twisted to the side. He pushed him all the way to the edge. But again, Ura somehow balanced with his legs apart and back bent as he flipped Nishikifuji behind him for the win. It was just another one of those, oh my God, how did he do that? It was a Totari armbar win. It was yeah. nuts. Just watch it. If you want to watch some really beautiful Ura magic, day 11, Ura versus Nishikifuji. Kiribayama on day 11. He got his 32nd win on day 11, this time against Hirada Umi. So at this point on day 11, we were all thinking, oh my God, he needs base 33 wins as a Sekiwake to get Ozeki. Mm -hmm. So here he is at the doorstep. He's got several more days. I think everybody was thinking, oh, this is looking really good. Kiribayama is looking like he just might get this. Right. Hokuseiho met Wakamoto Haru. It was their first meeting ever. Wakamoto Haru was going for his kachikoshi on day 11. Wakamoto Haru is a sekiwake. I'm cheering for him big time, but Hokuseiho's looking strong. And the size difference here, y'all, I was just at... A graduation this weekend and I came face to face with someone who was like six eight, six nine. So Hokuseiho is six eight. 
And it finally hit me just how tall this man is. I thought he was 6'7". He's 6'8". No, 6'8". Jeez, he should be in basketball. I only know because someone emailed us and was like, hey, by the way, he's not 6'7", he's 6'8". All right. (laughs) Y'all got to change it up. (laughs) Anyway, coming face to face with someone that tall, it suddenly made sense why it is so hard to move this guy. He gets the wedgie grip over the back every time. Every time. There's really not much you can do about it. Like, your head just goes, like, chest level on him he's yeah. just so it's tall. just like got to be a mind mind-boggling to figure yeah. out the uh, the leverage so with wakamoto haru's face buried in hokuseho's chest you could see him kind of working out how in the world he was going to move this guy hokuseho was just kind of hanging out as he usually does but he got a pretty good grip on wakamoto haru and he was taking wakamoto haru out to the edge when Wakamoto Haru somehow got his feet planted, lifted Hokuseho up and over for my very, very favorite throw, the Uchari, which is as you're going out, you pick up another man and you throw him to the ground before you. It is the most incredible move. And I swear to God, I jumped up and down and squealed. I was so excited. What's interesting, I heard other, I, I, I saw some hubbub. Uh, people consider that move somewhat of like a, like, was it him that talked about it? Wakamoto Haru says, he said something about I don't like to pull that move because it's a last ditch effort. Yeah, he said that before. Yeah, I think most it's of them beautiful would, would rather win, win with other it, more definitively instead of at the edge. Yes, like yeah, yeah. because it's like you have you are losing and it's a last ditch effort yeah. for the win. But I think it's incredible. It's so cool. Yeah, physically the feat looks impossible. Yeah. It is incredible, and it was my man Wakamoto Haru. So. And the most important thing, as Hakao said, is just to win. <laughs> just to win. That is the main <sighs> goal. Yeah, is so just to win. He got his kachikoshi. Wakamoto Haru did. Made my entire day. The last one I want to mention: Terunofuji versus Hoshoryu. Hoshoryu really thought that he could handle the double inside grip on Terunofuji, but nope. He found out himself. Just how painful it is to get that vice grip. He came came out of that shaking his elbows and grimacing. It looks so painful. I know I've said that before, but oh my God, it just looks like he's about to break someone's arms. And they all react like their arms are about to be broken. Yeah, I think they actually are pretty close to breaking. Oh my God. That's why they just are paralyzed and then have to move with them back and out. There's just no fighting it unless you want to break your arm. So Terunofuji won that one. It was just a great day. And that's all I'm going to mention for day 11. Day 12. Oh, wow. There's lots to mention here. But the fact is, I've already got too much to mention already. So I will jump towards this Ura and Tobizaru bout. Both of these guys worked so hard for this. It was unbelievable energy for a solid minute. It felt like slaps and thrusts, not really getting anywhere close to each other's belt. They both kind of stayed distant. But Tobizaru has a 6 and one record of beating Ura. But this time, it changed. And Ura's flexibility and persistence paid off. So after much slapping and thrusting all around the dojo, they get in close and I don't really know how, but somehow Ura just gets turned around with his vulnerable side kind of on the, on the, uh, like his sensitive, his sensitive side is revealed (laughs) and he turns a corner turn and stays upright, but gets pushed almost down into the ground. And just as he's about to hit the dirt, I don't know if I described that, but all in all is to say he almost gets pushed to the dirt. But he gets his head into the chest of Tobizaru, grabs Tobizaru's inside arm, and pulls a zubuneri, which is, I'll tell you in a second, (laughs) it's a head pivot throw, really. But Tobizaru gets flipped to the dirt. Uda promptly plomps to the ground, exhausted. And Tobizaru is actually smiling because he can't believe the match either. The energy, I mean, I applaud both of these guys, but... All in all, what it really was is the attacker essentially in this in this 
winning move, the attacker buries his head in the defender's chest and then locks up the defender's inside arm by wrapping his own arm around it. He then twists that inside arm across his body and uses his head as a fulcrum, that's the definition, to spin the defender around and over onto his back. It looks like flipping a pancake with your head. That's what it looked yeah, like. I was or flipping really, a pizza with your head. I was it's just really, a pizza as a, a wrestler. Yeah, I was looking forward to how you were going to describe this move. Because when you see it live, it just, it looks impossible again. It was unbelievable, the effort between these two. And I have to say, like... The smile on Toby Zaru afterwards, he appreciated the match too, even though he like <laughs> lost. He was like, dude, this guy, I've got like six and one over him and this guy did it with that. I am impressed yeah. and I deserve to lose, but I also put up an incredible effort. So they had to feel good. When you lose, but you still feel good, yeah. you're like, that guy made me better today. It's like if someone were to hand you a cup of coffee, but they were to do a double backflip into the splits and then <laughs> hand it to you. You have to smile. You have to applaud. And be like, that was like, incredible. Yeah, and it was. So I was like, we got our total money's worth out of that match today. Abi versus Maysay. What a turn of events for Maysay. Abi does a henka. Macy. Another one. Another one. Can Macy. we just talk about how many hankas Abby did? I mean, the list goes on, I'm yes. sure, days and days and days. Ay, it's ay, not ay. even news now. But Maysay went full heart sumo, leapt forward, and stumbles to the ground. Abby sees the backside of Maysay and pushes him out as Maysay tries to turn back around at the edge. He still falls to the dirt, twisting his already bum knee and struggles to get up. But I'm not surprised. But here we are. We have to just expect Henka from Abby. He's going to need an extra line on the Henka database. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, his numbers have got to be much higher yeah, than they I, were just last yeah. month. He might, be, he might be the new Henka king. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know if it's desperation or he's sensing everyone around him. He, he's either injured, which is a possibility, but B, everyone around him is developing their own style and becoming more evolved in their techniques and becoming, if they're a pusher thruster, they're getting better on the belt. Oh, or if you're you somebody meant. like Daesho, you're not evolving by getting on the belt, but you're getting even stronger with your pushing thrusting game. And I sense that with his win before, with his Yusho, I think he probably is realizing like, I got to keep up with all these wins. I got to be in the same territory, but I don't have what they have now. I think he, it's panicky. That's my thought. Mm-hmm. Asunoyama versus Daesho. They have a nine and second, seven record between each other, favoring Daesho. And they were both co-leaders at this point. Yeah. I mean, the leaderboard, I was very exciting to me on day 12, day 13. Before everything, I was just like, oh my goodness, this could go anyway. Yeah. In a nutshell, Daesho beat Asanoyama at his number one game, his pushing and thrusting. And it just reminds you when Daesho can pull out his A game, he is, there is nobody better in the business. I mean, well, Takakesho. Asanoyama couldn't get out from under it. And Daesho just pummeled him to the out to, to the edge. But Asanoyama well, tried to skirt laterally, but still Daesho just pushed him. And uh, and it was just so powerful. Asanoyama had no answer. If I'm remembering correctly, Asanoyama had lost once. And this was his second loss. So this was a big deal because this is when he, I believe, he was tied still with Fuji at this point. I'd have to look at the record, which I yeah. don't have in front of me. But yeah, um, but he I believe he was he was in that first play. He was really close. Yeah. So this second loss was a really big deal. And it was also a big deal because it was his this was the first time he met a Sekiwake in this Basho because he he was wrestling higher and higher up the Bansuke. So this was his first Sekiwake meeting. Asanoyama? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. they fought many times before. Well, yes, yes, yes. But yeah. this Basho, since coming back, since yeah. returning from his time off, yeah. he was suddenly at the second walkie rank. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, how is he going to do now? He's, you know, if he hadn't left, he was an Ozeki before. Right. So it's like, right. how is he going to do this high right. with these guys who have been training really hard and are continuing to develop? And it right. showed, oh, okay, still has some work to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. He wasn't quite ready for diet show. Right. Diet right. shows. Ah! Or he just has to remember. Yeah. He has to remember. I mean, but... it was just, Daesho did such great constant pressure. He was just great. Yeah, there was no second to catch a breath. Yeah. Hoshoryu versus Hokuseiho. They have never met, which meant fireworks. Up top, they both have a grip on each other's belts, but Hoshoryu figured out how to duck so low when Hokuseiho had the deep grip on his belt and repositioned for better leverage. Hoshoryu ducked his head under Hokuseiho's chest and came out the other side, thread himself through the other side under Hokuseiho's right pit. He kind of like lifted up and scooted himself under and spun Hokuseiho backwards and with like a huge shove off to the side. And then Hokuseiho went stumbling that at that point and out of the doyo with a little push by the rear from Hokuseiho. But I mentioned that only because that was a really good match to watch, to watch how a wrestler who's never fought another wrestler thinks in the moment, mm-hmm. leverage wise. Okay, this guy's got my belt. He has my belt. I've seen it go down like this a million other times with other wrestlers. This is what this kid wants and needs. How am I going to get him? in a trickier position with that grip. And that's why he ducked under the, he ducked under the armpit and came out the other side because that meant Hokuseiho was crossing his arms essentially underneath himself. And that Mm. gave him, I think some vulnerability to be maneuvered quickly and pushed back. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. It was real thinking man sumo. Yeah. I was sure to use part. Very impressed. Pretty. Yeah. I was really impressed too. Yeah, Hoshoryu just continues to develop in such an interesting yeah, way. Yeah, And he's developing his own style. Like, he's not... Well, everyone keeps comparing him to Asashoryu. And I just compare the two, and I'm like, he's not quite as fiery. He's more thinking mm-hmm. than Asashoryu. Right. And he still has some very similar moves. I think he's just he's a just, little less... Cool to watch he's less develop. ego, I yeah. think. Asashoryu is yeah, like a, little a bit lot, more thinking. Of, lot of fire. Yeah. Well, Kitty Bayama versus Takakesho, this match equals Ozeki promotion. That's what's on the line. Mm-hmm. So we have five. They've met five. And mm-hmm. Ozeki right. demotion. Right. Because Ka- Takakesho was going for his Kachikoshi. Yes. So this is a big match for both of them. And for us. Yes. And for us. <laughs> and for me yes. watching. Now, Takakesho has eight wins over Kitty Bayama's five wins. But boy... How did, did you think it was going to go? Uh, well, I'm team Kiribayama, and I know Takakesho's injured. That's how I thought it would go. But boy, did Kiribayama, he meant business. His game plan, get the belt and bulldoze so Takakesho can't start his thrusting game. And it worked. It was straightforward sumo from Kiribayama at the Tachiai. He got the belt, back Takakesho up and out easy as without letting any lateral movement from Takakesho happen. And we just might have ourselves a new Ozeki on our hands now because that is 33 wins. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> That's right. Bring that. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> Actually, we need to play that. Uh, my favorite uh, sound cue, which is the Ooh, synthesizer. Yes. I feel like... It Kitty Brown is now synthesizer worthy. He has synthesized to Ozeki status. Has it officially been mm-hmm. announced? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yeah, on the 31st, it'll happen. That which is by the time this comes out, the it'll happen tomorrow. Last bout of the day, though. Two faves, Ted and Fuji versus Wakamoto Haru. Ted and Fuji is pumped, and it might be a little scary to see the the foot slides before the match. He lines up like a bull on Wakamoto Haru. He looks mean as hell. And Wakamoto Haru has a huge hill to climb. But if he does, it could also be Ozeki business for him too. I mean, he's... If you can beat the Yokozuna and you've got all the wins, there is so much momentum behind you. Wakamoto Haru did an incredible job of trying to get Tadunofuji off of his belt post-Tachiai. And he did, for the most part, do just that. Because he knows that if the Yokozuna gets his belt, you are toast. But just then, when he could feel the Yokozuna wasn't on his belt, he got chest to chest deep and charged the Yokozuna backwards and to the edge. But it didn't quite work because Tadunofuji shifted as his heels hit the Tawada and threw a throw at the edge. And Wakamoto Haru goes flying off the doyo behind Tadunofuji. 
And I was very worried because Tadanofuji fell hard and might have injured his knee badly. He kind of grimaced once he got back up on the doyo and he was kind of hobbling. Oh, because when he threw Wakamatsuharu yeah, off, he had to jump yes. off the doyo onto yes. those bad knees. Yes, but he beat the wonder kid. It was a Yori Teoshi win for Tadanofuji. Um, his knees are still very much eggshells, yeah. just barely he held was, together. But he, he had to sit and sort of pull himself together yeah, after yeah. that. And he could no longer go way down in the knee bend to accept the envelopes yeah. at this phase. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I know. I know. I thought he had really done damage to those knees again. <laughs> Me too. I was, that like, was like, there goes those surgeries. Yeah. I was like, that was my oh, shit match. I was like, oh, man, Wakamotaharu lost and Tara Fuji's knees are toast again. Yep. Yep. So at the end of day 12, what that meant was Tara Fuji was the sole leader. 11 and 1 was his record, but he was followed 10 and 2 by Kiribayama and Asanoyama. And at that point, 9 and 3, we had Surugisho on the leaderboard. I know. Like, what? Loving it, though. Yeah. I like a surprise. Me I too. like a surprise. Yeah. Speaking of Surugisho, day 13, he met my man, Wakamotoharu. Wakamotoharu gave a face slap that gave Surugisho a bloody lip. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then he thrust down Surugisho with the Tsukiyotoshi immediately. It was fast. And, you know, I would expect that it would be. It was a Sekiwake versus an M15. Mm-hmm. So... They were two different yeah. ends yeah. of the Banzuke, but they did it because Surugisho was on the leaderboard. Yeah. So I see so why. So they had to match him with a higher up guy. I see why. I didn't like the face slap that Wakamotoharu gave Surugisho, but I had completely forgotten that Wakamotoharu slapped anyone. And I mentioned that now because that's going to come back in the future. Yes, we're going to talk about another face slap. <laughs> oh. A couple of yes. face slaps. So I want to say now, I think the, the match you're going to talk about is yeah. all face slaps. Wakamotoharu did slap someone else here. Okay. So that was day 13. Mitakiumi versus Daesho. This was a big battle on day 13. There were big pushes. Mitakiumi pulled and got the double inside grip on and grabbed Daesho's arm. Daesho tried to wiggle out, but Mitakiumi just flattened him. Flattened Daesho. What's so interesting about Daesho is, man, when he is on, he is on. But then sometimes yeah. people can just disrupt that rhythm. Right. And Mitakiyumi did it this time. Yeah. So it kind of ensured that Daesho was nowhere on the leaderboard anymore. So that's why I want to mention it. Can I also mention on day 13, we haven't talked at all about Aoyama, but I think he's missing his best friend, Tochinoshin, who... Retired earlier in the tournament. I oh. think they're best friends. And I think, I think everything is they off. They usually like, sit backstage holding they hands do. before they go wrestle. I feel like he's heartbroken without his best friend. That's I it. feel like his retirement is forthcoming too. He's going to have to find something within, but that's it. he's very he's a very sad wrestler. Mm, that's you've true. Noticed. He did lose on day 13. Yeah. This time to Oho. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned him because I'm just completely ignoring him now. Oh, my Lord. Okay, I'm going to skip to Kiribayama versus Hokuseho. Oh. It was another first meeting here. Hokuseho is just meeting all these guys at the top for the first time. And again, it is so cool to watch these guys figure out how to take him down. Right. What do you do with this big kid? What And what great experience for Hokuseho. Again, Hokuseho is so hard to move. And Kiribayama tried pushes. He tried throws. He tried foot trips. He tried another foot trip. But nothing seemed to work. And as Hoshoryu sat there and thought about, oh, I think my cigari's kind of in the way. I think I'll, like, move my arm around the cigari. That's the moment that Kiribayama went in for another leg trip and he toppled the tree that he was did. Hokuseho. It really was like somebody taking an axe yeah. and being like, boop, I'll take you down right here at ankle level he just and send you off Plum backwards. tripped him. Yep. Well done. Bravo, yep. Kiribayama. I think we all loved it. Takakesho versus Meisei. Takakesho finally got that eighth win on day 13. How did he do it? 
with a meet and move. <laughs> Not a true Henka, but a meet and move. It was a hidden shift for sure. Yeah. Maysay just ran by and did not expect it. Takakesho just gave him a little shove from behind. I think everybody pretty much knows this was a measure of desperation. Yes. Was not his best sumo. No. But it gives him a little bit of time to heal. I understand why he did it. I do. That takes us to the final fight, Terunofuji versus Asanoyama. This was the only reason anyone turned on the sumo on day 13, I think, was to see Terunofuji meet Asanoyama. The king versus the prince. Yes. Um, (laughs) I did not realize until I watched this day of sumo that Asanoyama has never beaten Terunofuji. Not once. And you can see why. All yeah. the, my note here, and I will explain this, but my note just says, oh, that was satisfying. Yes. What happened was Asanoyama decided, I'm going to go right for the belt, double inside. I've got big arms, so surely that clamp is not going to work no. on me. Terunofuji <laughs> clamped and blocked. Asanayama moved his arms. He sort of moved his right hand to a different place and pushed. All Terunofuji did was open to his side and throw down Asanayama with Asanayama's own momentum. It was a kotanage throw in it just felt good. That's all I can Yokozuna say. Yokozuna has so many skills. You know, he has a lot of tricks in that bag. He and, really uh, does. And that's just all the experience. I mean, his body has shown the damage of, of how much fighting and how much training he's done. He's got scars forever. Um, but when you see it laid out like that, he he made the he made it look easy. And yeah. Asanoyama is not easy. Well, and I was yeah, Asanoyama made it look easy as well until he started feeding, fighting Sekuwakes. Right. And that's when he finally met his matches. So it shows you where he's going. Right. You know, if he can keep his body in great shape, he'll be fighting at that high level in no time at all. Well, and he's thicker than a lot of those guys. He's he's wider. He's got more heft to him. And he's very powerful. So I'm excited for him, even though he gets beat. But he got beat by the guy who's supposed to beat him. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of wrestler he's aiming to be. So what this meant was on day 14... All it was going to take was one more win for Terunofuji to clinch the Basho. That's all he needed is just one more win. If he could do it on day 14, he would have it. Kiribayama following him with two losses. Asanayama following with three losses. That's what the leaderboard looked like going into day 14. Day 14. Little Oho. Big Oho. Well, compared to Hokuseiho little, <laughs> but little Oho compared to Hokuseiho got him by Sotogake. You know what I think? I think they all went home and they were like, you know what worked the day before yes. and the day before and the day 100%. before? 100%. Trip him. Yes. Well, anyway, we then after that match of Oho versus Hokuseiho, we had Ura versus Kotonowaka. And we haven't talked too much about Kochanawaka, but don't count him out. He's still steadily building his brand of sumo and getting stronger and proving to be more difficult. But up top at the Tachiai, Kochanawaka didn't get the grab he wanted. Something kind of went off. So then it was just a matter of keeping Ura still and not able to move. This was kind of a stall-out match. Eventually, Ura leans in, pulls hard, and lays out Kochanawaka into the dirt as he jumps backwards and out of the ring. A Manawi was called... The verdict was reversed, and I didn't agree. Kotonowaka's hand hit the dirt first, in my opinion, but Ura was still in the air, and they just went in favor of Kotonowaka. Now, some people theorize this is the dead body rule, that Ura was more of a dead body position before Kotonowaka's hand hit the dirt. But I think out of all the controversial calls, this is the one of the whole tournament that everybody was like, I saw the slow-mo. It's clearly Kota Nawaka hitting the dirt first, also in a dead body position. There was a lot of discussion about this, but uh, one person, this made sense to me. If Ura had landed in the ring, 
Right. And not outside of the ring, mm. it would have been very clear. But the fact yeah. that he was jumping out of the ring and there was no way that when he landed, he was going to be safe. I know. But then we see that happen all the time in other matches where they're both out of the ring. And I was like, is this favoritism? I don't think it was favoritism. I think it's uh, I think it's understanding what's in and what's out. We we did get several people sent us questions about this in yeah. our email. So I think it's worth doing a podcast episode on the dead man's rule because I don't know how to research it. It seems so, you know, it it seems non-defined. I think we could talk to Bruce about it. Maybe. Cuz there's it there's definitely or a Konishiki. definition. It's it's in Wikipedia. So I know there's a a rabbit hole that we could go down okay. and we could talk to Kanishki, we could talk to we could it would be interesting to see who could we could we could talk to about that. Yeah. Because I remember watching that and thinking when I first saw it, no, 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 wait, 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 that shouldn't have been reversed. What the heck? But then the more I watched people sort of describe it online, the more it made sense to me. Right. So I know there are people out there who understand it better than I do. And I think we could find them to help us understand. All right. Asanoyama was too much for Shodai easily. Easily beat Shodai. He did a throw at the edge. All in all, Asanoyama crushed Shodai. That was like old times, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun for me. It was very definitive. Sudagisho versus Hoshoryu. It was the greatest stare down match of the tournament. <laughs> they had some sort of evil spell that they were casting towards each other in this pre bout stare down. I loved the drama. And who would have thought Tsurugisho would be up there fighting Hoshoryu at M15? Again. But even though Hoshoryu was easy to overpower, he will throw you if you let him get inside. And Hoshoryu did just that. And he threw Tsurugisho like a sack of potatoes. With this Morizashi double inside grip, he threw perfect Tsukinage. And that was it for Tsurugisho. That took Hoshoryu to double-digit wins. Yes. That was exciting. And more people start to talk about the next level, Ozeki, right. as soon as Ozeki Waki start getting to double-digit wins. Yes. All right. Wakamoto Haru. As we mentioned before, the slapping that has happened to this tournament came back to haunt him because he got slapped so incredibly hard by Taki Keisho in this match. By the, Taki Keisho? Or Taki Keisho. <laughs> At this point, it was tacky. Uh, there were so many. The crowd groaned each time. And Wakamoto Haru did give a good old smack back in there, too. And he withstood the huge blasts from Takakesho. He managed to inch the Ozeki backwards bit by bit and proved to be the stronger man, stronger than Takakesho. And eventually, Takakesho was inched back and fell off the doyo. I mean, it, this gave him his 10th win. And... That kind of angering the beast thing that came out in Takakesho, uh, you know, because Takakesho's Kataban, he already is kind of down. He did. He got his Katakoshi. He he did. But he had three enormous slaps the crowd didn't like. But at the same time, Wakamoto Haru gave him one solid one on the face. And I think it kind of stunned him. And I think that... They both checked their ears afterwards. They were just like, or at least Wakamoto Haru did. He was like, did I burst a eardrum? He pissed. Yeah, they both made each other pretty mad. Um, but uh, wow. We did receive a poem about this match. Okay, good. That let's, I would like to let's share. Read it. This is from Little Miss Sumo. The Slap. So let's put it out there. We're all ready to swear. We don't like the hanka. We think it's really schmanka. But what is way worse? That unleashes a flurry of curse. Why, of course, it's the slap, which is dishonorable like crap. And again, though not illegal, certainly not grand sumo regal. P.S. Rikishis, please stop slapping. I know, but if you think about what Hakuho did in every match. Okay, this is let's talk like about the greatest this. of all time yeah. did the whole time to rattle. It is a technique. It is a technique, and it doesn't bother me if it's a little slap. It really doesn't. <laughs> that just makes someone look aside. And Hakuho, most of the time, not yeah. all the time, most of the time, did smaller ones. Yeah. And those 
those don't bother me. But it's these the are big roundhouse. Roundhouse. Yeah. Like you could tell someone is trying to break the other person's jaw. Yeah. Is what it looks like. Yeah. Those I and that does happen. I didn't like it when yeah someone has, yeah he he, had he got jaw. his jaw broken, and you're right. Hakaho did that especially towards the end. I didn't like that. I know a lot of people didn't like that, and the Yokozuna Deliberation Council didn't like that. The Hakaho did yeah. it. So I think if it's rare. People don't mind it so much, but when it's like this, and, and there's just, three in the same match, you're it like, it starts Woof. to look like open hand boxing. Yeah, it does, and that is really tough to watch yeah. for a lot of people. I yeah. think, yeah, unless you're that one person out there who's like, yeah, bring it on, let me no. see all the blood you can. You're kind of on your own. Yeah, most of us don't like it. Right. Well, the last match of the day. This was a great bout. This was Terunofuji versus Kiribayama. For the you show. Yes. And now this, I have to say, Kiribayama, he gave him a real run for his money. Kiribayama did an epic job just trying to figure out, again, how a time, time and time again, you keep going up this guy you can't beat. And he's getting better and better and proving to be more and more tricky for Tadunofuji. Tadunofuji is still just too good. And Kiribayama has some work to do, but he should still be proud of how close he got to beating Tadunofuji in this match. Yes. And that is day 14. Moving on to day 15. We already know who won the show. So this is about who's going to become an Ozeki. This is about our new guys and where they're going to end up. This is about pride. Asanoyama met Surugisho on day 15. There's really not that much to say about the fight itself. Asanoyama swung Surugisho to the edge. They went chest to chest. And with one big yorikiri, Surugisho was out. But what surprised me was, okay, that means Asanoyama, 12-3, it's his first Basho back. Does he get a special prize? Nope. There is no special prize for this guy, probably because he was a former Ozeki. I thought that they would. I thought that they would. I really did honestly think they would give him a prize. But they didn't. No. They... Well, because Oof. the beginning of the Basho, he was fighting lower down wrestlers. If yep. he was fighting the top guys from day one, different story. I was still surprised. So they probably consider half those wins as legitimate, but not you know, They're, worthy of yeah. mentioning. Hokuseho met Kagayaki on day 15. And I think at this point, Hokuseho was just either very tired or had completely lost his mojo in those last few days of getting tripped. And he went down. He went down by Kagayaki. Wow. Yeah, so let's just say Hokuseho leaves. Also, the next tallest guy, though. Good point. That, really good point. That was the thing, is that we now know if you can match up somebody toe-to-toe, head-to-head, height-wise, okay. or pretty darn close, it's going to be... He doesn't have... He couldn't reach over the back and get his typical okay. approach. That's right. I was just thinking Hokuseho just could not maintain the pressure for 15 solid days. I really no, did think he had I, lost I think it. it was the height thing. That's You just met okay. somebody that he couldn't use his leverage with. There you go. So Hokuseho still has some holes in his training that I'm sure Mr. Miyagi know will be yeah, addressing I'm sure. soon. Monday morning. Yes. Okay. Kotueko got his kachikochi on day 15. I just want to mention that. He went to 8-7 with a belly bump against Ryuden. Well done, Kotueko. <laughs> I just got to love it. Hiradoumi pounced in to a very tight hug from the side and took down Chiyoshoma with a Sotogake leg trip. I just thought it was pretty on day 15. I was simply enjoying the sumo on day 15 because it's very rare that you can just sort of watch a final day and not have that feeling of terror that something scary is approaching. Like the last big fight of the day, it's all going to come down to that. It wasn't that. So I was just appreciating other things all the way through. Oho beat Midori Fuji on day 15. It was really fun to watch. It took Oho to an 11-4 record. Which was very surprising because yes. he didn't start out with that mojo, but he got... He well, got he's, he's had some rough He's some had rough some bashos. rough pash, patches. Yeah. Mitake Yumi beat Shodai. 
which meant that Shodai finished with a 6-9 record, Mitakiyumi with a 9-6. So Shodai is effectively falling out of Sanyaku again with that. He's no longer Komasumi. Not because of that one, but because he did not get his Kachikoshi. So I'm just appreciating the fact that it was Mitakeyumi doing that. Mitakeyumi got his Kachikoshi. Meisei versus Kotonowaka. And I'll just say Kotonowaka won this one. He got his Kachikoshi with this one, which means that he will stay Komasubi rank. Mm -hmm. He just barely stays in there, (laughs) but he does. And it also... I thought this was pretty cool, means that Meisei got an Outstanding Combatant Award. This one's really f- for being the only person that beat Terana Fuji. Mm. The only person in the Migashir ranks. Right. Well done, Meisei, even though he lost. Right. He got an award. The only one to pretty get cool. the kim- Kimboshi. Daesho met Wakamoto Haru. So this was a classic Sekewake showdown on the final day. And I was really surprised by this one. Daesho completely blew away Wakamoto Haru. He got a series of blows in, and Wakamoto Haru just never recovered. It was just like a wild, crazy animal running straight at him. I mean, and Daesho did that a few days before. If he can get his main A plan going, it is very, very tricky to get out from that. Yes. So that took... Daesho to a 10-5 record. So he got his double digits. Is that enough to start to go to Ozeki? We don't know. Yeah, they're on the run next time. All these they're guys all, are all on the they're run. They're always in the run. Nagoya is going to be very interesting because we've got a lot of guys yeah. that are at the top that uh, will be shooting for their Ozeki promotion. Yes. this for one, sure you, Wakotoharu, yep. and all of them. Daesho. And yeah, there's three. Yeah. Because Kiribayama goes up. Yep. Yep. So this was a definitive win mm-hmm. over someone equally ranked. Right. So I'm sure Wakamoto Haru left thinking, okay, I've got a little bit more work to do. Right. Especially I, with this one guy. Yeah. I definitely have some more work to do. <laughs> but he wasn't too upset because Wakamoto Haru got his first special award ever and he got the technique prize. Yeah. And this is the one, this is the show, this is the prize that everybody wants. If you're not going to win the you show, you want the technique prize. But there were three techniques. There were several technique prizes. No pr- no outstanding performance. Yes, yeah, so nobody was great. Nobody was great, but three <laughs> people had technique. I only heard two. So I'm, no. you'll have to tell me who the third Meisei, one was. Meisei got his uh, outstanding combatant award for beating Terana Fuji. But the technique prize, I'm going to talk about the next person that got his next. While you look that up, the next fight was Hoshoryu versus Kiribayama. And this one... Uh, I lied. Outstanding... It's two, right? Well, Yeah, no. two technique. Outstanding performance was the was Meisei uh-huh. and two Ginoshos. Ginoshos. The yeah. Wakamoto Haru and Kiribayama. Yeah. And then no fighting spirit. Nobody had fighting spirit That's in all right. this. That's right. So the next one was Hoshoryu versus Kiribayama. Hoshoryu got his 11th win. Again, that's a double-digit win for Mm -hmm. someone that's going for the title of Ozeki. That's super important. Hoshoryu went with a leg trip. Didn't really work. Instead, he lifted Kiribayama and threw him down with a shatatanage. So Kiribayama lost this one, but as we said, he walked away with a technique prize as well. Kiribayama and Wakamoto Haru both. And this is really interesting because I am going to get to the last fight of the day, but one of our listeners, Mary Pat Campbell, mm-hmm. did a really interesting breakdown of everyone in this basho in their most unusual kimarite mm. that they did. And the person who did the most unique kimarite was Kiribayama. He did 10 unique kimarite out of all of his wins. And then there were three guys who did eight. Eight individual different kimarite. Hoshoryu, Terunofuji, and Wakamoto Haru. Well, Kiribayama is his main coach for the last couple of years has been Kakuru, who has been coaching him in Mongolian and and uh, like they have their own bond at the gym. And when you think about how good Kakuru was, though, mm-hmm. even though he's the time of Hakuho, but you look at a well-rounded, humble, 
smart, intelligent wrestler with a million tricks in his bag. That is kind of cockadoo as well. So I think um, with all these techniques, I'm not at all surprised because cockadoo has taken him on as his main disciple and responsible for a lot of his upward momentum and movement. And Kiribayama will become an Ozeki. Well, a little bit just to remind you of who he is. From the age that he was born till 16, he grew up in Mongolia, 700 miles from Ulaanbaatar. So he came to Japan and for eight and a half years has been doing sumo. Prior to that, this kid in the brutal environment that is a nomadic life, just days upon days riding horseback and his legs are so strong because of that. And he was there till 16, not 15, you know, not like he came over younger, like some of these Mongolian kids. He spent so much time working hard in this kind of life before sumo. It explains to me why he's very humble, and he, but he's an incredibly hard worker. And physically, it just must not, compared to the kids who come from uh, Japan or elsewhere who grow up with maybe an iPad in their hands. This is a different kid. Mm -hmm. And the work ethic is is kind of crazy. But he said uh, he gets to go home for the first time this weekend to Mongolia, the first time in four years. And I think his parents were uh, came in for this tournament and he said he hadn't been sleeping well. But all of that, having them in town or having them as his champion through all of this, his parents managed to be his inspiration. So he uh, gets to go home to Mongolia this weekend. And then I'm sure back at it with after the Ozeki promotion, I think tomorrow um, or today, whenever this comes out, back at practice and getting ready for his debut in Nagoya. Well, I, for one, am looking forward to the photos that are going to come of him making his pledge and making the bow. Yeah, but then like the Mongolian fo photos with like him with like a falcon on his hand in like... That'd be awesome. Uh, ...horseback with his outfit on. Yes, but I want the Ozeki photos. Yeah. You know, where he gets yeah, yeah. lifted up. And yeah, he's got his, coming. his fist up high. That will be coming yeah. soon. I'm really looking forward to that. But can we all mention the thing that was actually the biggest highlight to me? And that was Yokozuna Terunofuji winning. And then all of us seeing that he has had a, an adorable baby boy who has his mouth, his adorable, adorable little baby mouth, a little bald-headed, adorable baby that he lifted up and then melted as he looked at his little boy um, upon winning the the prize, the photo. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Well, let's back up a little bit. I still haven't told you about the very last fight of day oh, 15, which was Terunofuji versus Takakesho. We all already knew that Terunofuji had the Yusho, but he had to meet Takakesho. Takakesho went double inside like a cannonball. At least he did not hanka. Right. And that would be Fuji, ultimately disrespectful. Yes. Terunofuji clamped down, started to throw a beltless arm throw. Takakesho slipped backwards out of that. His little tiny hands yeah. got out of that. He ran backwards and he just kept running backwards all the way off the doyo <laughs> until he was on his butt on the floor. It was not the best loss. Not the best finish for Takakesho. But a great finish for Terunofuji. Yes. And yes, then he went to go get his trophy. And I had no idea he had... A, at first it was reported it was his daughter. And then it became his son. So... <laughs> Whoever his kid is, whatever the sex of that you child know, is, it's it doesn't a little matter. boy, and he's named after Jingis uh, Khan, and he has his little pouty mouth. Yeah, everybody it's was commenting adorable. that he looks just like his dad. He does. My favorite video of the entire thing is him picking up his own son and yeah. making a cute little baby face to him. It was adorable. Well, and My the timeline may was never be the same. He had a surgery in October, and then he had a baby in November. So can you imagine his wife is like, I've got a brand new baby and then a very large baby that can't move yeah. in the other room. Needs like, help getting to the bathroom, I'm oh, sure. I mean, let's hope somebody's parents were over helping out because, yeah. wow. You know, as it should be, the Yokozuna one, I think all of us love the fact that we were, we were always so worried about him. But after all this time out, he came back and 
he was interviewed and I think that people were like, well, is this all because of the new kid? And he was like, well, obviously, uh, well, actually, he didn't. He was like, no, I approach sumo every single day with it's day by day. It's the amount of effort and hard work I continue to put into it. Um, But probably, yeah, it meant a little bit more because, yeah, because his little son was there and it was really cute. So congratulations to the Yokozuna. I'm sure he's listening. Not many people could survive the career highs and lows that he has had, could go off, have both knees operated on, come back, and win a Yusho. Yeah. I mean, Hakuho could, Fuji can. Yeah. And I think that's the spirit of a Yokozuna. That's all that I could say. That is the Hinkaku, right? It's something so extraordinary that I just am like googly-eyed over it. It's it's amazing. It's astounding. Well done. Well deserved. There's some real exciting talent out there, y'all. It's really thrilling to watch sumo right now. Yeah. I mean, and we'll be back at you next week. And before you know it, it'll be another six weeks and we'll be talking about the July Basho. So it just keeps on going. Nice to hear from you all. Keep your questions coming. We'll make podcast episodes about them if we can just it's nice talking with you that's right until next week i'm leslie i'm laurie see you later bye